Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football. Yeah. Hey, welcome in. It is the middle of a week, and we have a lot happening this afternoon, and we appreciate you making time for us. Let's get going. Headlines, a lot of news. We'll begin with this from Dan Westbrook. Yahoo. He's not a Yahoo. It's in Yahoo. Talking about the portal, Dan will be by in about 90 minutes. Charlie Baker sat down with Dan Murphy. What did Charlie have to say? I do think some of these issues Congress will need to deal with at some point just to create clarity. Um, there, there really isn't a path forward here. Even if you go, even if the court decisions are only permanent for as long as someone doesn't challenge one of them, right? So even if you head down that road, at the end, you're still going to need something to get done somewhere along the lines that actually says, this is how this framework should work. And that's got to come, that's ultimately got to come from Congress. You like uh, some croutons with that word salad there, Charlie? This is from Nicole Auerbach. College football playoff board approves move to a five plus seven model for the start of the 12 team playoff. This is the big college sports story of the day. It happened yesterday, reaction coming in all over the place today, including from the person who wrote that article, Nicole Arabak, uh, one of the faces of college football. And she joins us now. Nicole, thank you, appreciate it. And let's get right to it. Uh, your reaction to what we've been waiting for for some time and, uh, and finally got yesterday. Yeah, wish we had this sooner, but uh, happy that we finally got here. It's been a logical move ever since the Pac-12 imploded last summer to take one of those automatic spots that was reserved for the Pac-12 in most years and move it over to an at-large spot. Um, I think it makes the most sense for really everyone involved, except you know if you're in the group of five, because you could have had access to two spots. But I think they understand that there's going to be a lot of compromise needed in this 12-team college football playoff era. And if you're Washington State or Oregon State operating as the Pac-2, you need an at-large spot. You don't have an AQ. You don't have a conference championship for the next two years. And then, of course, the Big Ten, the SEC, 
Big 12 and the ACC, these all are all conferences that are getting bigger and they need more landing spots for their best team. So I think it's a win for everyone uh, and it's made all the sense in the world. So I'm glad that we're finally there for this fall. And uh, uh, there is still some confusion, Nicole, and uh, I think probably more than it needs, but everyone's talking about this Notre Dame aspect as if Notre Dame was going to be number one in the country, which you and I both know they're, they're not going to be. But um, can you explain to those who are very late to this party why, why the committee decided to leave Notre Dame out of those top four positions? Yeah, so this was something that was part of the very original proposal, which Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick was part of crafting. So Notre Dame's been involved in the planning of the 12-team playoff from the beginning and signed off on this from the very beginning. Um, The idea is that those top four spots have to be conference champions, and those are conference champions, which means that they're playing in conference championship games. Notre Dame will not. The key for Notre Dame and part of the reason that they support this model and it helps secure their independence is that they have plenty of access to the college football playoff as an at-large team. And now there's even an extra spot, right? So there's seven at-large spots every single year for Notre Dame to access. That's all they need. They don't care about buys. They're also not playing in a conference championship. So they're not playing that extra game on the front end there as well. So basically they will be able to be anywhere from – you know, the fifth seed to the 12th seed, if they're five through eight, which you've got to think most years, that's probably what they'll be gunning for. They'll get to host home games, which is going to be a huge advantage, going to be awesome for those communities as well. So there's no issue when you talk to Notre Dame people who understand this, they got no issue with it because all that they needed was a path to this thing, that they can make the playoff each year. It doesn't matter where they are in the bracket or if they miss a game because they also know that they're already saving a game by not playing a conference championship game. So it essentially all evens out anyway. Now, Nicole, there, there obviously is an extra spot uh, because there are only four power five conferences right now. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that group of, group of five spot that used to go to a, a New Year's Six. So what exactly happens to that, and, and, and how do you think it's all going to play out once we get to the season? Well, it is going to essentially be the same as it's been in, in the group of five spot in the near six so last year had this format existed that would have been liberty and they would have been in as a number 12 so it doesn't matter where they are ranked they do not have to be in the top 12 but it just will be the highest ranked conference champion in a group of five conference um i think this is gonna create some angst uh if i'm being honest because you know whatever team is essentially that that first team out is probably going to be ranked higher than that team from the group of five in at least a lot of the years. And I think that there will be consternation from that team, that fan base and in the rest of college football, particularly if we see that team get blown out the way that we saw Liberty get blown out by Oregon. So I'm actually really closely watching this over the first two years of the playoff to see how competitive those games are. Not because I don't think that the group of five champions should be part of this. I, I love that every single player in college football will start the season believing that there's a path to play in the college football playoff because there is access for the group of five. But I'm worried that if those games are not competitive, that there would be a push to readjust how they are making up the 12 team field. And I'm thinking that these first two years, 
could be kind of a trial period for some of these issues because they could always adjust them for the new college football playoff contract that will start in 2026. But yes, it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be ranked in the top 12. It's just the highest ranked conference champion of the group of five leagues. So they could be in the top 25. They could be number 25. Um, but it's, it's what the committee determines was the best of those champions. Nicole, uh, you understand the world of television. Uh, you're on a lot of television networks uh, on a regular basis. Can you, uh, but you also were part of the group that wrote the piece yesterday in The Athletic about where we are from a television standpoint. Can you, can you uh, elaborate? Yeah, so essentially here, the deal is on the table. Like we know what the terms are from what ESPN is willing to pay for the new college football playoff contract. Um, it's very complicated that they're kind of negotiating multiple things uh, on different tracks, but this is for 2026 through 2032. It's a six-year deal, essentially a six-year extension, and it would pay $1.3 billion per year to the CFP to broadcast those games. ESPN would also have the right to sub-license up to five games a year. So there could be games on other networks, but essentially ESPN would remain the exclusive partner of the CFP. The issue is this has not been signed or approved by the board that oversees the CFP, the group of presidents, because there's still other outstanding issues. And there are commissioners and leagues that want to resolve those issues before they sign the deal, even though essentially, you know, ESPN doesn't really care how the money gets split when they pay it over to, to the CFP. But commissioners in, let's say, the SEC and the Big Ten, for example, they want to nail down those details before they agree to this thing. And obviously that's part of having leverage, that's negotiations, um, and that's trying to get to a finish line. But all of that is happening today. The commissioners and a representative from Notre Dame are meeting today in Dallas all day and hashing out a lot of those issues. Again, I don't think you have to do it before you sign a deal with your media partner because the presidents could do it and then say, hey, commissioners, you just hash all this stuff out later. But I think there's been a push from a lot of people involved in this who want to hash out all the details about access and revenue and governance before they get to that finish line and actually sign the deal. And finally, Nicole, there are always going to be complainers. Uh, I mean, you and I are happy to see this, wish it had happened a year earlier. Uh, but, but some are pointing out to the, the, the number of games that these individual, if, you, if you're in the first round, you, you would have to play if you go all the way. What, what are you hearing from people inside college football about that issue? Well, we've kind of been hearing that since this was proposed originally. And if you remember um, some of the different reasons that were given for the delay in approving the expansion, one of those was uh, the ACC and Jim Phillips looking for kind of a holistic review of the health and safety issues around the sport. And I do think that there's been a lot of progress made in how to make, you know, practice safer, limit collisions, um, how to approach spring ball, uh, how, how much do you have as a ramp up period to fall camp as well to try to mitigate injuries. You're never going to take them out of the game. But I, I do think that there's a lot of confidence um, in exposures and even some of the rule changes that we've seen um, about like no back-to-back -back timeouts and, and restarting the, the, the clock faster um, after first downs. Like that stuff does take plays out of the game. And so I think people are mostly feeling pretty good about that. I think where it ultimately leads to uh, more robust conversations is when you talk about like athlete compensation for these extra games that they will be playing. You know, the NFL, they would negotiate that. They would negotiate that with the NFL PA. There would be agreements and terms around it. 
Um, and, and that doesn't exist in college football because it's one-sided. So I think that's really where people have a little bit more of an issue. But, you know, they're able to implement these things. They're able to add games. And when you talk to players who've played in, you know, 15 or 16 to get to the championship games in the current system, um, you know, they're, they're, they're beat up, they're tired, but they're happy to be playing for a chance to play for a national championship. So I think you're always going to have people who want to play them. People are going to bemoan injuries and, and all of that with the increased exposures, but that's part of the risk of the game. Always great. Nicole, thank you for the time. Nicole Auerbach joining us uh, at the top to talk about the big story going on yesterday and especially today in Dallas. We have a lot to do on this Wednesday afternoon. Dan Wetzel on the NIL, Dan Murphy... Spent yesterday talking to Charlie Baker. He lived to tell about it. And your phone calls. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And there is some breaking news from Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa News reporting that Eli Gold will not return He's been at Alabama doing the games for 35 years, that uh, according to sources telling the Tuscaloosa News and Nick Kelly. Another story out of Bama about this. Former offensive lineman reacting to what Matt Hayes said here yesterday. He called it ridiculous. He said, I'd be happy with eight wins in a bowl. We'll talk about that. And I want to go back to yesterday's show. Uh, I rarely have sleepless nights after the program for because of the show. Remember we had a guy named Hayden on here, Randy? Hayden, young man from Jacksonville State, was asking me for some advice. He had a project. And I, I started to do the normal paint-by-numbers advice that I would give any college student. And I looked down, and page 54 showed up. And I thought, why listen to me? Let him talk to the greatest caller ever, right? It didn't It didn't go well. That's charitable. Hayden is back. And I'm hoping he's still enrolled in school. I'm nervous about this, because if something terrible happened... 
It's on us. Hayden, good afternoon. Well, Paul, I'm officially a college dropout. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking yesterday. That, that, that was the result we were hoping for. So what's going on? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, uh, y'all, y'all doing okay today? We are doing great. We, we're more worried about you. Oh, man, ain't nothing to worry about. I had a, I had a great time. Uh, I, I posted on Facebook about it, and, and one of my grandmother's friends commented. She was like, that old Jim, he was being mean to you. And I was like, oh, it's just banner, man. So I had to calm her down. I had to calm her down. But I really had fun yesterday, Paul. Well, uh, Hayden, uh, I, I regretted uh, throwing you to the wolves because I, I really we should have had a, an adult conversation about what you're where you are. That, that I mean, there's there's such a thing as being thrown to the fire. But there's I mean, I'm not qualified to deal with Jim sometimes. And I've done this a couple of years. Uh, I certainly didn't expect you to be. Well, you know, it's it's okay. You know, we, I guess we live, we learn. Well, I tell you what, let's talk about your class and your. So, what's your teacher's name? So, my teacher, uh, well, my main teacher is um, Dr. Ben Cunningham. Dr. Ben Mr. Cunningham. Ben Cunningham. Okay. Um, and he is a fantastic guy, phenomenal guy. He's giving me some really good advice. Just kind of. Just kind of sticking to my gut, sticking to who I am. So I really appreciate him. Shout out to him and Dr. McGrail. He actually lives, uh, Patrick McGrail, he actually lives in Atlanta and he okay. commutes a lot. So, well, you know, uh, so, so uh, Ben Cunningham is in what's the name of the class that you're taking here? Uh, it's, a, it's my media workshop class. Okay. Hey, by the way, it's funny. Um, about two years ago, a friend of mine who was on the board at, Jack State, Randy Jones. <laughs> yes, he invited me to speak at some big deal at Jacksonville State uh, that involved uh, journalism and communication, and I was unable to do it because of whatever I can't remember what whatever the date was. But I, I regretted it because I, I've been on that campus and it's a beautiful place, and I, and I know the uh, communication school is very good and, and well respected. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. It's really well, it's well respected around Jacksonville as well. I really appreciate it and all the guys there because they're doing a really good job. Um, and I can't thank them enough for for where I am now. But uh, I, I did get to talk about you a little bit. Uh, oh, well, so tell us about that on my show. Sure. So uh, I got through my show, and and by the way, I did predict Creighton to beat UConn yesterday. Yeah, on my you know, show. That, well that that's uh, what that that's why I really felt badly because. Uh, you, you said that, and I, I laughed it off. And then la- last night, I'm watching TV, and I see that score come in, and I'm like, going, "Oh my goodness!" Um, Hayden was right. Hayden was right. So uh, that's why I'm <laughs> uh, I'm particularly glad that uh, that you're back today. Otherwise, I would have had to come find you and apologize. Why, what did well, you it, know about that? To, to we, we, we did not listen to a word you said about that. What did you tell us yesterday that we should have been paying attention to? Well, I, I didn't even get to the prediction. I, I talked about the game and how Trey Alexander, uh, Baylor Shireman, and Stephen Ashworth and Ryan Kalkbrenner were really, really, really feared in their conference. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much all I said. Well, you were right. But Stephen how did you Ashworth, know so much off. about and that? I, I was talking about it on Twitter, too. So uh, tell us more about your uh, – what year are you in in school? I'm a junior. At, I graduate next spring, and I'm looking for an internship for the summer right now. At, okay. I applied with a station in Huntsville, 
And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of working on that and working on my schoolwork. Well, here, here's what I can, I'm going to try to offer this back to you now, since uh, you, uh, I want you to use me as a reference, since we now know each other and I know your work. So if I, let me know how I can help you uh, get one of these internships. Oh, absolutely. Is there any way that whenever I go off of the air that you'll send me back to, I, I think his name is Daniel? Yeah, well, yeah, I'll put, I'll, I'll send you back to Daniel. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'll definitely, uh, I'll, I'll definitely say that the king of college football in the South, the voice of the SEC football, has my recommendations. Well, absolutely. And, and by the way, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I try to help anybody I can, but I know you now. You're, you're, you're a, you're a Randy, and I'm, you're regular on the show. Now we're best friends, man. We can go out to bars. Go yeah, out well, to eat, everything. well, see, I can't do that because uh, you know you're. Uh, it would look like I was uh, affecting the youth of, Tamer- of America. <laughs> oh, of course not. <laughs> but, but I will. Uh, but 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 I we, we'll go uh, grab a. Uh, what what are, what do you what do kids drink nowadays other than alcohol? I actually don't drink really alcohol that much. I'm more of a sweet tea and Mountain Dew type of guy. Okay, we'll, we'll head we'll head down to uh, Starbucks and uh, you know it will be on me. Yeah, I think I've got How about this, Paul? Okay. One day when you're off, come down to Jacksonville, we, and we will eat at the world-renowned Cooter Brown's Rib Shack right there. Oh, yeah, there no, I've Boston heard of that Hall. place. Well, I, uh, I have not been on that campus in a number of years, and, uh, and I, I, I was very close to being on that campus two years ago, and uh, maybe I'll come back. Uh, but we will make this happen. I feel like the Feinbaum Show in Jacksonville State, which is an outstanding school. Uh, by the way, athletically, uh, Jack State has won multiple national championships in, in various sports. Well, you know, Jack State is—they're uh, great, and uh, you know, they come out—they come out with a—I uh, guess it was a retro helmet, a throwback helmet, and they—they they plastered AKC on shirts everywhere. And uh, you know what that stands for, Paul? AKC. Yeah. I do stands not. for ass kicking chicken. Oh wow. <laughs> ass kicking. Well, you, I tell you what—you've you've got some pretty—you've uh, uh, you've got two friends of mine are on your. Uh, Board of Regents, uh, I mentioned Randy Jones and Randy Owen, who are uh, fairly well known in your state as well. That's, that's right. We, we know him around here. Randy, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I've seen Randy a lot of places uh, on tour uh, wearing the uh, Jack State jersey, as you, as you well know. He's, he's, a, he's a really good guy. I'd really like to meet him in person. Um, uh, all I can do is hear hear about certain things that people say but everything that i've heard he's well, he's like a great really guy, guy. Yeah. And, uh he's uh, listen well hayden you take care of yourself and we'll talk to you very soon how about that i feel like we made a lot of progress yeah, we did. it's amazing what you can get accomplished without jim from tuscaloosa on the phone <laughs> will is up next in north carolina hello will hey paul i'm relieved to hear that hayden hasn't switched majors after last yeah no i, to, uh, I was afraid he was uh he was headed for uh, the wrong side of town. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I mean, has anybody been talking about uh, what the Pac-12 is obviously going to have to like, rename? Has anybody been talking about that? I mean, is it just assumed this Pac-2 going forward? And I, I'm, I got listening to Heather Dinich explain Notre Dame's uh, position like the next few years. I'm – I don't know if I buy, um, you know, 
I can't see wanting to play another extra game in the playoff. You know, I'm not sure if I buy like that. You well, you got to remember something about Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, they they wanted an they wanted a way in without having to get into a conference. So uh, yeah. Jack Schwarbrick, who is their outgoing athletic director, was on the original committee with uh, Greg uh-huh. Sankey and uh, Bob Bowlesby and somebody else uh, that that came up with this idea. Hey, thanks for the call. We head to the break. We have a long way to go. Much to discuss here. We're coming right back. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Welcome back here. Just a quiet, calm Wednesday afternoon. You know, uh, it felt like spring today for the first time. And I looked down and I thought a squirrel running across the uh, phone line here. Squirrel is up next. You know, I was listening to the call yesterday from Hayden and uh, the interview by Jim. And I can understand why you would feel guilty last night because you basically ambushed a young man. And um, I feel kind of good. I feel good about you helping him with the internship, though. So you kind of, you know, you kind of clean the slate as far as that goes. But do you realize when the interview, I mean, the interview kind of went bad at the beginning if you but do you know the question that really triggered the negativity do you recall that no, question that Hayden asked he asked a negative question about I-Man oh I didn't realize that and Jim went into defensive mode remember how he was defending his woman the other day and yeah. uh right. you know he, he, the, the, the way to interview Jim is not to start off saying something negative about his fiance would be my advice uh, to anybody interviewing him in the future because he gets pretty sensitive, you know, when it comes to I man, and uh, he well, went back. Well, squirrel, we uh, we're always sensitive about our loved ones, <laughs> as you should be. Um, and Jim's been trying to get on the air with me. It's been my understanding the last couple of times I've hung up, he's come on and mm-hmm. let me at him, let me at him. Accurate. You know, I've been kind of talking slow, so he has plenty of time. But um, Anytime he wants to jump on, I'll spank that ass just like Johnny B did yesterday. That was Johnny B, for the first time phone feud, he went toe-to-toe with him, and he backed the old man down. I mean, it was kind of – It was, it was a little bit – usually first time out, I mean, you're going to look like Tex, Tex Cobb after the right, fight. With, uh, yeah, that, that, that was a little different. No, Johnny B was Johnny B was ready for the when the bell rang. He came out swinging. So uh, congrats to him. Thanks for taking my call. Hello. Thank you very much. Yeah, when uh, when they when they brushed uh, gloves at the beginning of the fight, 
Johnny B. just cold cocked him. John is up next in Louisville. Hey, uh, nice redo with Hayden and a sharp young man knowing uh, that he's on national radio and complimenting his uh, professor by name so he gets a good grade. Also oh, smart. For, very uh, smart. The best internship. Yeah. It was a good redo, Paul. Hey, uh, Monday, uh, you were wrong. Uh, Richard Petty did not win. Um, you know, I switched from your show's road wage to uh, – watching the car crashes and the box score had eight in lap five, another 18 cars crashed in uh, with eight laps remaining as they threw caution to the wind and then two on the final uh, turn. So it was quite entertaining. Yeah, I did. I did uh, see the end of the race uh, where where naturally there was another wreck. (laughs) It's always that way. Hey, Paul, I'm going to talk quickly about coach K and coach Patino you may recall the ridiculous comments coming out of last weekend's basketball game where sure. St. John of Calipari, uh, after Wayne criticized the local Auburn media like he was in Lexington, saying to leave his kids alone and he'll take the blame, whatever, although we already do that. And then, uh, Bruce, you can buy my ugly T-shirts online, Pearl, acting like no big deal to lose to a number 22 team that had just lost its own last three home games. So, um with all that, you then had super mega center Rick Pitino saying, hold my beer. And then he went on to say, this season is the most unenjoyable experience of my lifetime. Then he jumped into the school bus and ran over the school in AD saying the, um, well, I won't use the uh, term uh, vulgar he used, but just saying the facility stunk. And, uh, and uh, irregardless of the bad facilities, it has nothing to do with guarding. And then he backed the bus over his players, and he said that they are so unathletic that they can't guard anybody without a foul, and then by name saying they were slow or physically weak. So I would just say to these overpaid millionaire coaches with oversized egos, I suggest they just need to just shut up and coach. Do you agree? Yeah, hey, Rick, uh, you know, meet you Thursday night at the Olive Garden. You can have any table you want with your girlfriend. So now, yeah, I know that, well, he likes the restaurants, you know that. So now to Coach K and the NCAA discussion on a basketball tournament expansion. Uh, Coach K is saying there should be more expansion, and he compared it to the college football where they have, as a percentage, more playoff games or, or teams playing in the playoffs now. But I would just remind them that during the season, basketball tournaments – exist during the season. They go overseas. They go uh, all parts of the country to the Bahamas, whatever. Then you have the season-ending conference championship tournament. Then you have 68 NCAA tournament games or teams playing. Then you have 32 NIT tournaments, teams. And God knows how many in the CBI tournament. I would just say enough enough and just uh, that's the way he feels. Let's just hand out Coach K participation trophies to every school. Do you agree? I do. Uh, thank you very, very much, John, uh, calling us from Lou. Oh, we have a call from Dominic uh, from Pittsburgh. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? Hey, Dominic. I was just calling in to tell you that I really do like this 12-team playoff. I think it's going to make for a lot of great weekends of extra SEC football games and more opportunities for me to talk to you. Well, any opportunity that we have to talk to you, Dominic, is a good thing. Well, thanks, Paul. 
And instead of everybody worrying about paying the players, I got a great idea, I think. The NCAA should be required to buy the champions a ring that is somewhat comparable to some Super Bowl bling. Well said. But, yeah, and but you just got to tell the NCAA, they got to buy a lot of rubies and diamonds because the Tide just hired the boar, and I smell a natty in 24. Roll damn Tide, Paul! See you later, buddy! <laughs> Daryl is up next. That kid's dreaming big, ain't he? Yes, sir. Paul, as great as we talked about the show yesterday, I just want to point out one thing also. These phone fuse, they're a pain for the years. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the NIL and the transfer portal, Paul. I mean, there, there's no, you know, it's, it's like the wild, wild west. Is there any way, like, you could, like, if you're going to have a phone for you, can you, can you, is there any way you could, like, have one guy talk and then the other guy talk instead of having them both talk? Well, I mean, there, there, there is a way to do that. Um, but we, we, we try not to interfere. Uh, we just let people talk. And, and, I mean, hey, by the way, when you're watching a UFC fight, does the referee get in the way? No, the referee don't get in the way. He don't get in the way, but, um, you know, um, I mean, it's this just, is it, not, it'd be I mean, nice I mean, to, Darryl, how long you been play, you know what I mean? I mean, this is not a, uh, this is not, uh, Sunday drive. Oh, I would agree. I mean, that, that is definitely, it, it, it's more, it's more organized now, I would say, being ESPN eyes than it oh, was yeah, in the past. I mean, I mean, but I, I would agree really with Jim. I think it was probably better in the past. But, you know, now you got guidelines and all that. You got to, you got to follow. Yeah. There was a time you, I mean, you cut people off. I mean, it didn't matter who they were. I mean, yeah, you know. No, I mean, the, without, uh, the, 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 the old show, uh, we would have uh, tossed that kid yesterday out, out the back of the truck. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, let me apologize for saying what I said about Cumulus. You know, I didn't get anything in my inbox letting me know that. So, you know, I mean, if I'd have known it, I would have never mentioned it. You well, know what I mean? Well, well, I mean, long story short, you, 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 you got part of it right. But uh, before I came back here, uh, we had a... Uh, it was it was it was my decision. Uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to, I wanted to stay in business with them in certain places. So it was wiser to uh, to ameliorate the situation than to keep uh, keep fighting. You know, I heard Legend come in here yesterday. If if what he's saying is true, I mean, good for him, man. Good for him that he's good, you know get the opportunity to go out there and talk to the young to the youth and the people in prison and stuff like that and share his experiences. With them, you know. Well, hey, hey know let me ask you this. I mean, if, prison, you're, if you're in prison. People like, like young kids yeah. uh, could, might help them out. But let me say something, Paul. He still had to come in and bump his gums about Georgia. I want to remind him that there was a time in Nebraska and, and Miami or Florida, they were real good, too. They were, there was a time, you know, in college football. But I also want to remind him the last three games against Alabama, let's see. We beat them for that, but they beat us for SEC title. We turn around, beat them four weeks later, even worse for a national title, and they beat us by three points. That's the last three, you know, it's the last three games. So it, it, it's close. They beat us in overtime for a national title. So it, it's close. We, we, we are there. But, Paul, he's got to know, Paul. I mean, they are, there's going to be a major drop off with Nick Saban being gone. But there's one good thing about it. It will give the Alabama fans or, or, or an opportunity to do what they do best, Paul. And let's talk about how good they used to be. See you, Paul. We. Oui.
We'll be right back. More to come. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Back as a Dr. Bulldog in L.A. is up next. Great show, Paul, as per usual. The NFL season's over with, you know, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. I paid particular attention to the Senior Bowl and some of the Georgia players that participated, like Lad McConkey. I'm into the mock draft. Keep an eye on this kid, the receiver. You know, a little guy, he got him going to the Chiefs of Buffalo to help up and bolster their receiving core. The big tackle, Amarius Mims, they got him going to the Steelers. Uh, you know, you know about Brock Bowers, you know. Uh, they got him going number five to the Chargers. The point of all this is to say that we're going to miss those players as Georgia fans, iconic players, you know, and especially Brock Bowers. And it, I just, I'm excited about them moving on toward the NFL draft and their perspective places. Now the spring practice is coming up per Kirby Smart on April 13th. I don't know if ESPN is going to televise it, but I'm looking forward to some of these younger cats on the recruiting classes from previous years, especially last year and this year's number one class. And, um, you know, it's a challenging schedule, Paul. You already know that. And a, a previous caller brought up the college football player of the new editions. I don't know if anybody's discussed on your show the length of the season for these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. It's almost like an NFL season, Paul. And they got school demands. They got other demands and this, that, and the other. You know, when Georgia went 15-0 and 0 two years ago, um, the season ended on January 9th, I think. Now you add a week later you know, because of this 5-7 deal, the 12-team playoff. And I know the academics and school presidents, it's all about money, but there is some concern that the wear down some of these kids' bodies not even developed yet, you know. And uh, I'm an NFL fan, and you are too, and it's one of those things where these kids already get paid NIL, some of them, but there is concern. I don't know if it's an old-fashioned thing where, you know, academics – really matters to some of these students now. Not everybody's going to the league, Paul. That's my point in this discussion. You well, know, this, uh, listen, the, the, the uh, you're not the only the one. Uh, Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, uh, raised that issue very loudly, and that's one reason he said he was opposed to the expansion. But we're, we're, we're here. It's been approved, and there's literally nothing any of us can do. Uh, the, the sports medicine is as good as it's ever been. Not the answer, but that's where we are. Thanks for the call. Susie is up next. Hi, Paul. Um, I subbed yesterday and then went to my god-grandson's ninth-grade baseball game. So I DVR you every day, so I came home and turned it on. And, wow, my name was thrown around a lot yesterday. <laughs> or I would have called during that day. Um, I'm not going to respond to Jim. Um, I don't lower myself to people that talk to people the way he does and, and demeans them and my teaching profession. But I do want to apologize to Dominic. Um, I'm like you, Paul. I had trouble sleeping after my night thinking, did I did I not put it like I meant to put it to Dominic? And no way in my almost 40 years of teaching and still teaching have I ever demeaned or intentionally put down a student. Um, I'm passionate about kids. And Dominic... I'm very passionate about you as a caller. I think you are absolutely above your years in maturity. Your parents have have done a wonderful job raising you, and if you have any siblings, please accept 
my apology if I, I didn't say it, you know, in, in the way that I thought I was. And um, I, my 90% of my teaching was done in the middle school. And I think Dominic, um, I think you're in seventh grade if you're 12 years old. Um, I, I taught eighth graders, still friends with a lot of them. Paul, you met one of mine from 1976 that brought me to meet you. Um, so Dominic, keep doing what you're doing and call on the way you're calling. What a great call today. You're from Pittsburgh. I was born and raised 90 miles north of Pittsburgh. So I'm curious, Dominic, if, if you are a Steelers fan or... For listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.